Metallica frontman James Hetfield was actually concerned that he had lost his ability to play guitar recently, for real. Slipknot vocalist Corey Taylor, his new solo album is out now, and he talks about receiving a serious threat during a previous show at the Forum where his live stream was tonight. We got a lot to get to. Stick with us. Rockfeed needs you to subscribe right now with notifications on so that we may enjoy a plethora of subscribers. See, one million perhaps? No? Yes. Corey Taylor's solo album is out everywhere now. You can pick it up on your favorite digital platforms. You can buy bundles on his website. And of course, you can check out his live performance. You can actually watch previous recorded version of it now at the time the show goes live. Uh, you can go over there on his website and pick it up. You can watch a DVR version of it. It's called Forum or Against Them. It's at the Forum, a historic venue in Los Angeles. And in response to this show, Corey shared a scary story about uh, one of the first times that Slipknot actually performed at the forum and actually him receiving threats before going on stage right around the time that 9-11 happened, actually. This is what he said in a press release about that show. He said, the first time I played the forum that I remember was 2001 with Slipknot. It was on the Pledge of Allegiance tour. It was right after 9-11. So it was a crazy, crazy time. It was the first time I got a threat. Somebody called it into the switchboard and said, you have a hero playing there tonight. His name is Corey Taylor and he's a dead man because legally they have to tell me these things. I played the whole show wondering if there was a laser pointer on me the entire time. And then the fire marshal threatened to shut the show down because it looked like a riot was going to happen and the barricade was starting to break. So to keep from shutting the show down, I had everybody stop and we had a moment of silence for the people who died on 9-11. Uh, and because we did that, everyone stopped and you could hear a pin drop and it was at least a minute. They were able to fix the barricades and the fire marshal was like, I've never seen anything like that. That's my first memory of the forum. Again, tonight he played forum or against him and you can still see the show. It's not uh, not done yet. You can still purchase a ticket and watch a DVR version of that performance. Now, uh, very good show. Full-scale production, pyro, fire, everything. It looks awesome. Uh, and let's move on and let's talk about the ongoing Fear Factory saga. Their longtime vocalist left the band. He said he felt like he couldn't trust his bandmate, guitarist Dino. He says that basically there's this ongoing feud going on between them. And that is what led to his decision to leave the band. We talked about this the other day. And now Dino has put out another statement basically saying, if you stay out of the band, we're not going to hold your spot forever. We will move on. It seems like he's talking directly to his former bandmate, to which he said the following. Dino wrote, The departure of the dry lung vocal martyr. Last week, Burton C. Bell announced his decision to leave Fear Factory. We were all saddened and surprised to learn the, the news as it was not discussed with anyone within the Fear Factory camp as he has not spoken to anyone in well over a year, which has made communication difficult. With our upcoming new album, Pen for a 2021 release, it is sad that he has chosen to do this. There's been a lot of speculation as to why this happened, with many fans posting negativity and sometimes very very hurtful comments on all of our social media platforms, 
mainly directed at myself. There are, however, a lot of inaccuracies in Burton's statement posted on his website. And as always, there are two sides to every story. After a long court battle with the two ex-band members, Burton lost his legal rights to own the name Fear Factory. I had the opportunity to do something right, and I felt that obtaining the name in full was the right thing to do for both of us. So after nearly four years, we can continue as Fear Factory to make more records and to tour. That is why it's sad to hear that he decided to quit. And in my opinion, for whatever issues he has, it seems like it could have been worked out. I respect his decision, although I don't understand it. I think sometimes people just need to make changes in their lives. Even though I'm getting blamed for his departure, I'm not mad because I'm pretty secure and a strong individual. Uh, I forgive all the lies, the negativity and the blame that has come from him and some of the fans because I really don't know what he is going through and people handle a great loss different to others. One thing that will be made clear though, and I will reiterate one more time is the GoFundMe campaign is solely being used to complete the album. As I type this, the mixing and mastering of the album has started and we cannot wait for you fans to hear it. And yes, even with Burton's decision to quit, all of his vocals will remain on the album. Burton, I'm going to miss you and a 30 year legacy as the front man of fear factory. I can only wish you all the best in your current and future endeavors. And I want to thank you for your years. Uh, of service to Fear Factory. For now, the door remains open for Burton should he wish to return, but the door won't stay open forever. Whatever happens, Fear Factory is here to stay, he concludes the statement by saying. So a few things here. This is my hot take on this right now. It's that it's very nice of them to leave the door open for him. It does seem like this could be repaired. Maybe they could work things out. If I was Burton, I would suggest talk to your friends. You were in a band with them for 30 years. Don't just shut them out. Don't just not take their calls. Give them the opportunity to make it right. To Dino, I would say, did you consult with him before you got the full rights to the Fear Factory name? Was he involved in that process at all? Was this something you surprised him with? You know, Did he come back and say that he wanted to have a share of the name with you? Did you object to that? I'd like to know more about what went on with that. Are you willing to compromise? Are you willing to give him maybe a share in the name? That is something that I'm sure a lot of people are wondering that's not really being asked right now. He seems to contend that it seems like it, it, he made it seem like it went behind his back. I'm not saying that's what happened, but that seems to be how he's taking it. But, you know, I would love to see for these guys get back to get back together. Life is too short to worry about this kind of bullshit. And uh, I hope that they're able to work that out for the sake of a really cool band uh, that I hope to see continue, you know, playing live shows. So, all right, that is all on that topic. And I want to move on and talk about Metallica specifically. James Hetfield gave an interview this week where he talked in depth about going off to rehab and being away for the, from the band for quite some time. And this was a conversation with So What? And he talked about their current state going on with these lockdowns and he talked about what it was like returning to performing and uh, rehearsing with the band. And so he's been away for a long time and uh, not just with going to rehab, but also due to the pandemic. And so he says, getting back into work, I've been playing, writing kind of nonstop and trying to slow down and trying to have the other guys present some stuff that they would like to play in Metallica. So getting back together with the guys was anxiety ridden. I mean, it really was 
getting on a plane, traveling, and then uh, what we really had to do was make the least comfortable person comfortable with all of this COVID and testing and whatnot. So double masks, face shields, rain slickers, hazmat suits, you know, walk into a, whatever little smoking things that they had, little fogger to fog your backpacks. And there was every precaution taken that was available. Some people just feel a little more freaked out by this and feel safer with a different cautionary level. So I think we did a great job in that department. But getting back and playing was just scary. After almost a year, you get up there. Wow, I can't play as quickly as I used to. I can't this or I can't that. And it's all this the same stuff that's happened over the years when there were nightmares before getting back together. And then as soon as we play, everything's fine. It's just that messed up creative mind that's the blessing and the curse, you know. And so... They, they said, yes, that's very well put, the interviewer said. I know that you are very acquiescent to the concept of a higher power again, especially at this point. I have to ask you, do you consider your writing and your music a higher power that tells you, hey, I'm here, you can't deny me? Is that part of what gets you through these moments of maybe being scared to get back uh, for the first time in ages? He says, yeah, I would say that that's a good overview for me. Again, just a vessel. This is a purpose for me. This is what my higher power gave me to do. And uh, um, I need to do that as a service to myself and my fellow brothers and sisters. And if I don't do that, if I'm not doing that, I definitely get depressed. Uh, I get a feeling of use, use, uselessness or, you know, I got nothing, which is untrue. But there's a part of me uh, of of the worldly man that wants to feel purposeful, especially as a human that we're creating, we're achieving, we're all that kind of material side of things that tends to satisfy us for a little bit. That is certainly not the end goal, but the service part, right? Uh, writing, creating, even having uh, the work for the crew who has been struggling. Uh, when we're not working, we're, we're not outworking. So usually it would be that if we're not working, then they could go um, work for someone else for a little while, but no one is able to work and everyone is struggling. So uh, any little bit like this, the drive-in thing was very, very welcome and a lot of gratitude was expressed from the crew. And hopefully we're sooner rather than later for Metallica actually getting to get back up on the stage and play for their fans. Maybe sometime next year if we're very fortunate, we'll have to wait and see. Of course, I don't have the slightest clue. Uh, it looks like they're getting closer on vaccines, uh, but that is my bro science talking. Who the hell knows when this could be, but I, I am longing for the day that we can all get back to shows. I'm sure that many of you are out there as well. All right, folks, that is all for now. Great to hear that James is doing well. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to subscribe with notifications on so you don't miss out on breaking news and updates. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you all very soon.